Millennials don't like meetings. I just read this last week. Millennials don't like meetings. Who the hell likes meetings? <laughs> what is the demographic that goes, meeting, giddy up, let's go, I gotta be in there. <laughs> Jeff, I gotta cancel lunch, I got a meeting. Millennials don't like meetings, they just have the guts to say it and the naivety to think they have an influence whether they go or not. You really must uh, come by my studio one day. I'll show you exactly how it's done. Hey, welcome back. It's another episode of Just One Listen. I am your host. Veteran podcaster of over 15 years. Haven't said that in a while. Jay Mack here in the building to review the turn of the millennials podcast. Yeah, we got some feedback. I, I can kind of relate. I fall in the middle, I think, of millennial versus, not boomer, but millennial versus Gen Xer. weird because i think um when i listen to this podcast a lot of the stuff that they're referencing to uh really kind of fits the bill for me too i was a 78 kid however i really relate to millennial stuff because i grew up i'm two years off man does the line is the line hard drawn at the 80s if you were born 80 to to the 90s you know because i experienced the 90s 90s was some of the best times of my life in fact the golden era hip hop in the nineties was, you know, among one of my favorite things that happened in my generation, but alas, by the textbook, um, definition, I am, a, I am a Gen Xer, but that's okay. Cause I can relate to a lot of the stuff that they're talking about on the turn of the millennials podcast. That's weird. It's not Cardi. It's not weird. I wasn't born in the eighties. Uh, the artwork's fantastic. Oh, I never fixed the noise gate. Hang on. Okay, that's better. That's better. Oh, it's still there a little bit, but I think it's going to be unnoticeable. I still got some tweaking to do. Uh, the Roadcaster does not have the best controls in the world, um, and it's not the best for audio processing, as we've heard from our folks over at the Nerd Circuit who are using a plethora of tools that I will not do because I want to keep this simple. However, um, I get it. But today, Turn of the Millennials is what it's about. In fact, uh, Nerd Circuit, by the way, quality, still unmatched, second to none to any podcast I've heard on this show. If you're trying to figure out what I'm talking about, go check out the previous episode. Go look up the Nerd Circuit at justonelisten.com. I should add a, a search functionality on the site, huh? Maybe. Okay. So Turn of the Millennials with Steph and Lindy. Um, the title and the author is funky. It says Turn of the, the author is Turn of the Millennials with Steph and Lindy. You might want to change that so that it's just straight up Steph and Lindy. I think you guys are on Anchor. So make sure you change that because this is dual a dual thing. And I, I have a feeling that a lot of this stuff impacts the way that Apple Podcasts lists these things. Um, especially it's a very similar, like how metadata works on the internet. When you duplicate data in your, in your show, it's going to, it's going to pick up. Okay, their artwork's fantastic. Uh, I don't know who did it, but I love it. It's headphones, it's got a cassette. Um, it speaks to the, it speaks, they got, they're using like a bubble font. It looks like something that you would get out of the early 2000s, 90s. 
Uh, description goes like this. Were you born in the 80s? Did you spend the 90s uh, playing pogs, wearing slap bracelets, and listening to the Spice Girls? No. On your bubble furniture. Uh, the inflatable furniture? That was a 90s thing? Huh. From where? Spencer gifts? Maybe. I don't know. If you come from, if you, uh, if you come of age during the Y2K era, then you need to burn this podcast on your next CD. Well done. <laughs> Join longtime, longtime friends Stephanie and Lindy. Uh, while they get nostalgic about movies, food, fashions, and everything else they experienced being teenagers during the turn of the millennium. Which is interesting. Because one of the things they don't talk about is they're actually Canadian too. So I wonder how much the, how, how different the culture was uh, with that. I mean, being that North America versus, I don't know. I'd be curious to hear that. Um, anyway. I listened to the, I listened to a couple episodes. I listened specifically to the knapsacks, knapsacks, lunchboxes and trapper keeper episode and the, uh, where's it at? I think to the Louvre, to the Louvre. Yeah. Because they were talking about Scotty doesn't know and all that, the, the Euro trip. Okay. So I think I'm going to go to that, the, to the Louvre episode from August 6th, our favorite summer movies of 2004 and because I do have some feedback on that. So artwork is pretty cool. Description's pretty straightforward. And let's, let's listen to what they have to say. Welcome, podcast world. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are Turn of the Millennials. I'm Stephanie. I'm Lindy. Thank you for joining us again. Welcome back. Yes, thank you. So, Episode 14. 14. 14. They've been doing this, it looks like, since May. Um, and they've been doing pretty good. Uh, you know. Terrible episodes. I terrible so. episodes. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe it'll take us to 15. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> but we're still going. And I've, you know, most podcasts sometimes I've read where we aren't even making it past like 10. So we've made that hump. Yay. Yay. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> um, they got a good dynamic. I love the way they talk. They're funny and they're fun and they're comfortable. They've got a really good dynamic. They're clearly friends. This is so important. And this is a huge foundational thing that a lot of podcasts miss. In the working world already at that point for yeah. years. You don't feel it, hear them kind of like, hey, hey, like acting weird and trying to fill space with words and sounds. And and it, it, like they're not doing that. There's no awkwardness. My day. Yeah. I would get up. I'd go to work. I would leave work. I'd stop and get pickup. Completely sound like they're smiling while they're recording, which is huge. I know it sounds funny, but that is a thing. And I've talked about that on previous episodes where you can tell when somebody's talking with a smile on their face, when somebody's actually having fun, when they're passionate about the subject they're talking about. And these two clearly are that. Right. Yeah, yeah so, we were very far from so each other. Yeah, even staying late wouldn't have Not been Not walking distance by any means, no. but a quick drive. Now, one thing that I didn't add, um, the intro. The intro is such a standard, just run-of-the-mill intro, and I don't expect anybody to know that or to, to, to realize that. And maybe you already do. I think that... Um, you should find something that's unique to your show that speaks to your show, whether it's taking something that sounds like a Spice Girls track and instrumental. You can go to places like Epidemic Sounds or start browsing through YouTube. You can find independent instrumentals uh, by independent artists on places like SoundCloud or MixCloud and browse around and ask people if you can use their intro. A lot of times these guys that are doing these retro things are more than happy 
Now, I don't know if Synthwave is too soon for you or too um, too early for you guys, but that's what I use on my um, What They Did Right episodes. It sounds like this. Okay, I use that a lot. Every week I use that for my um, What They Did Right episodes, and it has like an 80s type of Synthwave vibe. That was from an artist I asked, reached out, said, can I use that in my show? Yep, absolutely. And we're good to go. A lot of times they get they get a lot they get excited about that because man who wouldn't want their music expanded out in other places because if you play 15 20 seconds of it it's not like there's not a there's not a copyright issue there because they're going to look at that and go free publicity. Some of mine are, they're in a box they're going places. <laughs> so intro. They might be in the storage to try and make room. I can't remember. Um, on a technical on a technical point too, another note I had was around the acoustics in the room. This is something I always am complaining about. Acoustics in the room meaning hang a couple blankets on the wall. Um, get a couple packing blankets. If you look at sound deadening blankets or something like that, if you just Google that real quick and you'll get like these 80 pound, it's not the weight, but they're they're called 80 pound or 60 pound blankets that are used for moving typically, but they absorb sound fantastically well. I literally will hang uh, hooks in the ceiling and hang these blankets. And then I take them down when I have company and stuff, but they do the job and they do the job well and they're easy to put up and take down. Or if you have some money, you can get some actual room acoustic treatments. Um, but that takes a little bit of research. You have to know where to place these things. Yeah, you could do the foam, but you're going to have to cover your walls in the foam and you have to do a significant amount of research on how room acoustics work, especially depending on the size of the room and the, the layout of the room. The quick, easy fix is to hang a couple blankets. Matt Damon. So and cheap fix. Song about the whole situation called Scotty, Scotty doesn't, doesn't know. <laughs> and so, of course... So, so this, this is point, this is like this is my little, thing on this. Like, just like, what the hell? So we- under fair use, you can use that. You know what I mean? Like you could actually play with it, um, and and like there's nothing stopping you from from you know queuing up a little bit of audio to bring people into the experience who may not have seen that movie. You know. Hey, listen up, everybody. Got a little special thing I'd like to do tonight. You see what I'm saying? You know, uh, you could just take a clip like that and open it up and be like, do you remember this part? Fiona. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking movie's hilarious. But my point, my point being is that you can, you can pull 10 seconds of that into your music or into your podcast. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be, you don't have to worry about that stuff so much. Fiona says she's out Fiona's such a whore, by the way. She's the worst. God, she deserves everything she has coming to her. Hooker. And I'm sure that was Matt Damon singing it. <laughs> And you could talk over it while you're doing your podcast. You'd be like, oh, man, it was so crazy how they were just getting down on stage. And she was just it was all up in his face and he was playing stupid and he wasn't wasn't connected for him the whole time. You know what I'm saying? So you could have some fun with that. So I think you should be able to pull audio clips to help flesh out your show 
you know, share the experience with people because when you're just quoting stuff and talking about it, it's not as fun. We actually have a segment on the live from the basement show where we call it blend it or bump it. Where we used to, uh, if we didn't like the album, we'd throw it in a blender. We had a blend tech blender. It was part of a partnership we had with the folks from uh, will it blend. And <laughs> like we used to play the, we'd play 30 seconds of a song just so people could feel the vibe with us. I feel like you could do the same here. I would also uh, suggest that maybe you guys get yourself a soundboard set up. You can do that with your PC or you can like, you can go as deep as getting a, a roadcaster to pull that off. Or there's, there's little uh, mixing board soundboards you can get for like 60 bucks, or you can actually just hook stuff up to your keyboard on the, on the, on the laptop, you know, so that you can do stuff like, or that's weird or okay, kids shut up. And so like you could, you can play with that. You can play with that. I think so, having a soundboard is fun because it just, it, it, again, it, it, you can use it as another character of the show. I would look to shows like listen to Howard Stern and how they play it. There's uh, his his guy, his guy who runs their soundboard, Fred Norris, is, is the genius of geniuses in terms of how he used to time that stuff out. He was so good at it. He still is. And um, I think you take some inspiration from that because that's the type of show you guys have here or you ladies have here. It's It's cool. The next morning he wakes up and then he decides, okay, I don't want to be predictable. So he had this, uh, I I just can't get past. Like, I feel like there, you have no fullness in your, in your mic audio was, well, he thought it was Mike. He thought it was Mike. It was Mika. Turns out to be a girl. And her name is Mika. Her name is Mika. Little brother. Um, I, I think like, if you listen to it, like you can hear, there's like a hollowness to their sound. That about his lady friend and thought and that a lot of that's room acoustics maybe they the gain has to be set up on their mic which again i'm going to come back to it again google gain staging and how to do that on your mixer or in your software i keep your hands off of my genitals if you have a usb so, yeah. microphone you can still do it through your software because his brother mistake because she's his brother tells him the difference between the they're just they're having fun i can't not like it okay Um, but I do feel like they got some technical hurdles to get over. Another piece, uh, that I recurringly mention is segments. You guys could benefit in a huge way from adding recurring segments. If you don't already, I didn't hear anything in the episodes that I listened to, but recurring games and segments, for example, uh, what's stopping you from doing a nineties food segment? Go and, you know, if you have a new nineties food segment, like, uh, today we're going to check out Jolt Cola. You remember Jolt? And then you taste it or surge cola or something like that, or 3d Doritos or something that fits in the nineties, eighties area, you know, and you do that every other, you know, every couple of shows, it doesn't cost you anything to do that, you know, and you can find some of these foods that have been discontinued like Ecto cooler and stuff like that online. And you can have fun with it. What if it's, what if it's outdated and you taste it anyway, you know? People will play along with you in their car and on their commute. They'll be listening going, Oh dude, that's nuts. Um, you know, you could have a moment in each show. Like, for example, the the Y2K bug, you know, you could talk about things like the Y2K bug. What was a moment in the 2000s? Like, pick a moment and have that be a segment and package it. Put sound effects around it. Put put an audio bed behind it. Or you could have a game, guess that 90s song, where you play two seconds, two seconds of a song. And you say, you guess that song, we'll send you a t-shirt or we'll send you something. It doesn't cost you a lot, but it gives people something to look forward to. And I think you could benefit a lot from that. I think as it stands today with this show, I would give it a 5.8. I give it a 5.8 because I think you guys have a lot to do yet, but I love your dynamic. I love your artwork. I love the concept. I love what you're doing. 
I think you should. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. You should always be in the same room. Don't do Zoom. You, you're better than that. You have the setup to do it. Get the game staging set up on the mics. Get the room acoustics set up. Get some cool bits. Get some sound effects and have an absolute blast with your show because it's fun to listen to. It's a fun concept. And I don't see a lot around this. I see a lot around throwback, but I don't see a lot around the millennial space. So best of luck to you, ladies. Love the show. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Stick them up.